Hey, my name's Julia, and welcome to the Freelance Dietitian Podcast. I left my full-time clinical dietitian job to pursue freelance work, and now I'm showing you how to do the same. If you want to learn how to make money freelancing, you're in the right place. Hey, and welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Julia Zakshevsky, and this is the season finale of season two of the Freelance Dietitian Podcast. I cannot believe how fast it has come here. This season, I know it's silly to say there's only two, but this season was absolutely my favorite so far. It has been such an honor and such a pleasure bringing on so many amazing and accomplished freelancers onto the show and learning from them and hearing their story and getting inspired. And it just really gives me a lot of wind under my wings to keep going and make season three even better. Today, it is just me doing a solo episode, and I wanted to start the episode off by sharing with you some of the financials and some of the metrics that I'm tracking within my business. This data, I started tracking it most diligently in May, so I don't have a whole lot of info to share with you, but I am thinking at the end of the year, maybe I'll do a more comprehensive episode on this because I'll be tracking it for much longer. But the results so far are really exciting and promising, and I'm very optimistic that things are only going to get better. So the first thing I want to share with you is I started to track on my souped up spreadsheet that I created for myself really diligently in May, like I mentioned. In April, I kind of had like a half-half situation going. Like I realized very quickly I needed more comprehensive information. So the things that I added was the amount of time that I spent working on projects, the date that it was assigned to me and the date that I submitted it to the client. And then I also was keeping details about the turnaround time in terms of how long it took me since I billed them to how long actually get that invoice paid. And then I did break it down a little bit further to tease out exactly how much time I was spending on researching, how much time I was writing, and then how much time was just admin work, like pitching to clients and stuff like that. So before I got that comprehensive in April, it's not like a, it's not a great capture because again, some of that data is missing. I made 2,900 US dollars just from writing and that was about five articles. So pretty good turnaround on them. I don't know how long it took me. I didn't track it. I also do some other things outside of freelance writing that's not reflected in these numbers. Like this is purely just from writing, by the way. So Moving forward in May, when it was a little bit more comprehensive, my time tracking uh, spreadsheet here, I pulled in 4,500 US dollars and I worked 28 hours that month. That's a rate of about 160 US dollars per hour, which I was really happy with. My goal for the past couple months has been to pull in 4,500 Canadian uh, while working less than 30 hours a month. And in May, I did that. I was so, so happy. It took me over a year to get here. It was, it's not an easy ride, but the results are totally doable and totally possible. I don't have an exact reference for you why 4,500 Canadian was my goal. It was just this arbitrary number that I thought I want to do that exclusively through writing. So I did, and I was so happy. In June so far, I have made 3750 US dollars, and I've been uh, writing for 21 hours for the entire month. I have a really good sense of the projects that are remaining, how much time it will take me because I've been writing for this client now for quite a while. So I'm going to be pulling in five grand US at the end of the month and still working 28 hours. I am on cloud nine with these numbers. I don't know if they sound amazing to you or not. 
But personally, I am living my dream. Like I cannot believe that I'm going to be hitting these numbers and working less than 30 hours a month. For me, the most precious commodity on this planet is time. And to have the freedom to work less than 40 hours a week, less than 40 hours a month, but still make pretty good money makes me feel like I should have done this way sooner, (laughs) to be honest. But it makes me feel like so lucky, so blessed for these opportunities. And it's why I'm so passionate about freelancing because I have time now. I see my family so much more. My parents are getting older and that scares the shit out of me. It would scare the crap out of anybody. And it's so nice that I can just devote this time with them and we just enjoy ourselves. And, you know, everyone's healthy. I don't want to sound like scare anybody, but you just feel when you get older how time moves so much faster. And it's just better. I exercise more regularly. I take better care of myself, my loved ones. Like this time that I have gotten back through freelancing is everything. And so when I have shared these stats so far with people and they say, oh my gosh, you only work 28 hours and you earn that much money. Imagine what would happen if you double that. Like what if you work 20 hours a week or 40 hours a month? Like you could make so much more. And you know what? One day I might get that itch to push myself a little bit further. But I think another beauty within freelancing is that different seasons of your life will allow you to either push on that gas pedal and just go for it. Or you can idle back a little bit and just cruise and just do what you need to do to stay afloat and feel good without pressuring yourself to take on too much work. I want to take a minute to provide some more context to those numbers also that I just shared with you. 28 hours a month of writing is fast. I am a fast writer. Looking at my data, because I always say time yourself, I know that I can write 3,000 words in 32 minutes. Like I am speedy. I'm not saying those are great words. That is a first draft. It's not going to be shared with anybody. (laughs) That goes, you know, under a lot of work still. But the scariest part about writing is seeing that white page, right? So as soon as you get some core concepts on there, it makes the rest of your writing a lot easier. I've also been counseling patients for the past three and a half years. So a lot of the topics that I write about are questions that I've already been asked as a provider in primary care. So I know where to find the research. It's very rare that I see something come across my desk so far that I haven't already spent some time researching when I was talking to patients. So that also significantly reduces the amount of time I need to dedicate to my projects. I think it's really important to pick a freelancing pursuit that you can get done efficiently because anytime we let any task linger or assignment linger, it doesn't have the same spark as when you just sit down and do it the first time. It's almost like a multiple choice scenario where they tell you to not second guess yourself and just go for what you think the answer is the first time. I think that applies a lot to freelance writing. It's it's the overthinking that tends to hold you back and adds unnecessary time spent on a project. If you're somebody who struggles with getting a task done and you tend to let it linger or you just keep delaying it, I did recently uh, try the Pomodoro technique for productivity and I do think that it's a total game changer. I don't know why I resisted it this long. I think having a timer stressed me out a little bit, but now that I've been doing it a couple times, like I can't imagine writing without it. So what you do is you set up a 25 or 30 minute timer and you let it run. And during that period, you are completely dedicated to work. So no phone, no tabs open that shouldn't be open, no distractions. 
afterwards when their timer goes off maybe you take a little pee break get a drink and then you come and sit down and do another 25 or 30 minutes and then after that you have the option depending on what your schedule is like you can take a 20 minute break and then come back and do a third round or you might just be done for the day and then you just check in and see how much work you've done in about 40 minutes time or or 60 minutes so it, it's wonderfully helpful. It's kind of famous at this point. If you just Google Pomodoro technique, it can be applied to anything that you're doing that's just, you're dragging your feet on. That is what it's so helpful for. So yeah, so those are my numbers that I have to share with you. I Like I said, I've just started collecting data, so I will release probably more information later on at the end of the year if that's something you guys want to hear. My goal for the end of the summer is I want to pull in 8,500 U.S., while still working less than 35 hours per month. And I am so close. I'm already in June. I'm going to be at 5K and I think I can squeeze out a couple more grand. I just do. And the reason that I've landed on eight and a half K is just purely based on our family's financial needs and requirements at this time. Uh, we're very lucky that we're a dual income and we just calculate what we need and, and that's it. And Nikki is extremely supportive and understanding. And he is from a Mediterranean background and also prescribes to the philosophy that, you know, we work so that we have enough money to live, but we should not be working all the time. Like that's not what life is all about. So it's extremely like, it's a blessing that I have a partner that really values the same, uh, like philosophy that I do. Sorry, I'm getting kind of emotional because it's just like really weird. It's really weird talking about a moment and it hits you that your dreams have come true. And I want all of you guys to experience it too. And yeah. Okay. Sorry. Whoa. That surprised me. (laughs) At the end of the day, what I hope that you're taking away from this is it is a hundred percent possible. It might take time. Took me over a year to get to this point, get to this point but that snowball effect is so real. It is so real and freelancing and you know, your time will come and just keep going at it. And it's just amazing how you can totally flip your life around and just start living your dream life. That feels like a perfect segue for the new announcement about the branding and the website and what's coming down the pipes for the freelance dietitian brand and putting the focus back on you guys and helping you achieve your freelance dreams. So The new website, I believe it is going to be going live this week. I'm kind of doing an official launch in July. I still have to upload a ton of podcasts, which are going to be featured as as a blog post, sorry. And if you are a guest on the show, I will link you and I'll send you an email when your episode is posted so you can share it if you want. The vibe for this website is so cool. On my previous website, I got a lot of feedback from people who were so happy with kind of a more artsy presentation of nutrition. They were so happy. I literally got a million feedbacks that said, it's so nice to see a dietitian website that doesn't have a single avocado. (laughs) No hate to the avocado lovers, but I think we all get kind of stuck with the same same that everybody else is doing. So the new website is even more artsy. And I, I feel like as a business owner, you guys will experience this too as you move through your journey. You do a lot of what everybody else is doing because it works and it feels safe and it's a big deal to you, but then you get kind of comfortable at that level and you're like, okay, I'm ready now to just individualize and take it to another level. And with this website and this new branding, that's 100% what happened. Uh, I won't give any details about it. You'll have to look and see, but I think it's going to be very memorable and very specific and just not your mama's dietitian website. So pretty 
pretty excited to hear what you guys think about it. The new slogan for the freelance dietitian brand is get creative, make money, unplug. I really want to inject more of that slow movement ideology into the freelance dietitian brand because I think it's a really healthy and sustainable approach to entrepreneurship and business. When you're a freelancer, you have complete control over how much time you want to invest in your business. And I love that it's a really entry level access point into business that doesn't require a lot of upfront cost. There's no brick and mortar. You should not be needing to buy a lot of you know, hard supplies like inventory or anything like that. As long as you are having access to a computer and internet, you should be good to go. I want to clarify, I'm not anti-money. I think if you want to earn six figures and that's really important to you, then you should absolutely work towards that goal. I, I don't think it's bad. I don't think money is bad. Money is important and we need money to live. I just, it breaks my heart to see how so many dietitians are just making like making themselves sick with the stress and the burden of taking on more and more work because they know they're possible of greatness and it just burns them out and then you get to the six figures and it's like well so what now like can I even enjoy it like there's so much sacrifice that happens along that journey that I really want to build up a brand now that helps you get there to whatever financial goal you pick without leaving so much skin on the floor essentially That was probably a gross analogy to end on, but I think you understand the sentiment. (laughs) So yeah, so the Freelance Dietitian Beginner Course, it's going to be opening up in September. I will give more plugs when that's going to be happening a little bit closer to that date. I am also offering individual one-on-one coaching services. Uh, I, I have come to a point where I love talking with you guys, but certain questions are a little bit, uh, more comprehensive based on your needs. And so I will direct you to invest in some one-on-one time between you and myself to get you sorted out. And then I have not forgotten about creating a podcast course that is 100% on my agenda. I am planning to release it in August. So as long as I stay on top of my schedule, that's exactly what's going to happen. And I will give more announcements about that through my email newsletter. For the podcast... I've been thinking a lot about it and I did want to offer a one episode in about a month from now, maybe like at the August long weekend or something like that, uh, just to catch up and say hi and let you know how things are going on my end. I know that when my favorite podcast hosts disappear for a summer break or a hiatus, I miss them and it's so nice to just hear them for an episode. So that'll come out middle of summer. And yeah, and and then I'm going to be recording episodes for season three and I have quite the roster built up. The wait list is very long and I just bring that up again because I just say thank you so much to everybody who pitches themselves. Uh, For me, it is the biggest compliment I could ever ask for as a podcast host. And if you like the episode, please share it with your friends. I'm really trying to put a lot more into building up the... uh, the reach for the podcast is what I was trying to say. Alrighty, so that's it. That wraps up season two. I can't believe it. I hope that you guys have a wonderful summer. Be safe, have fun, do something a little bit wild. Tell me about it later. You know, push yourself out of your comfort zone, whether it's in your personal life or in your freelance pursuits, just go for it. And yeah, and I'll be back in about a month to talk to you then. If you love the show, please consider leaving a five-star review or some love in the comment section. It really helps the show build authority and helps to secure more high-profile guests for the podcast.
Thank you so much for tuning in and have a wonderful summer. Bye.